slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today on the heels of the Islanders. 3-2 to two overtime victory over the New York Rangers yesterday, and a big two points for the Islanders. We will break it all down for you uh, on today's show. We will also discuss Friday's loss to the Rangers and a whole lot more coming up, but First, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. What a win for the New York Islanders. And let's let's start with this. How good did it feel for Ryan Pulak? I mean, here is a guy who has been working hard and playing well all season long. And... Here was the 42nd game of this 56-game season, and he had no goals and 14 points coming in to this game, and Pulak manages to find a way to get the job done. So that has to feel really good, but that being said, there's a few things we need to discuss that were not so good about this game and about this entire weekend We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Travis Zajac and where he seems to be fitting in on this Islanders team. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we are more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at Locked on Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I'm also live-tweeting during nearly every Islanders game, so if you're looking for instant insights and analysis, follow me on Twitter, and uh, always happy to... to interact with people and fellow Islander fans while these games are going on. So, Sunday, the Islanders get the 3-2 overtime victory. First goal in more than 12 calendar months during the regular season for Ryan Pulak. And you have to feel for him because he had done so very much. I mean, he had 90 shots on goal. That's more than two shots on goal a game. Over the first 41 games of the year, hit some posts, came close so many times, and could not get off the schneid. So that really had to feel good for Ryan Pulak, and he was named the first star of the game to boot. That first period, by the way, for the Islanders 
one of the best periods they have played in a long, long time. Outshot the Rangers 17-8. to They were passing the puck well, moving the puck, getting those shot opportunities. You had, you know, two goals. The first one by Kyle Palmieri, his first goal as an Islander, won by J.G. Pajot in the final seconds of the period that was pretty and it really looked like the Islanders were on their way to a dominating performance uh which would have been so refreshing because this team had struggled in their last two games and yet after that first period the Islanders took their foot off the gas the second period it was like Jekyll and Hyde it was almost like the team switched uniforms uh, after that first period. And the amazing thing is this. The Islanders had 17 shots on goal in the first period. They had 15 shots on goal in the second period, third period, and overtime combined. All of a sudden, the Islanders stopped skating. Their passes were missing the mark. They were allowing too many chances for the opposition. And quite honestly... With the exception of that first period, the issue to me is that the Islanders were playing, this is their third straight game that they had played, for the most part, not good hockey. And yet they've managed to win two of those three games. So there's something to be said for that. A couple of 3-2 overtime wins with a 4-1 loss Friday sandwiched in between. So, look, obviously, I think this trade has something to do with the issue as to why the Islanders are not playing as well. Not so much because the players aren't happy with the trade. That's really not the issue at all. But, again, when you integrate new players into the lineup, even veteran players like Kyle Palmieri, and Travis Zajac. You need a certain amount of time in order to get them comfortable with the system, get them comfortable with their teammates, getting to know them, what's expected of them. All of these things, there is no substitute at all for time. Now, with a veteran player, it probably takes less time than it would with a rookie. But obviously, there is an adjustment to new line mates, new teammates, new uh, a new style of coaching, and that is what's going on now up and down that Islanders lineup. Uh, so there is that issue that has to be taken into consideration. But the problem that I have after watching these games is not that they played sloppy hockey, and they did for long stretches of time. That is going to happen occasionally, but it's the lack of effort. The fact that they weren't playing sound positional hockey a lot of the time. That they weren't getting in between the opposing player and the Islanders' goal to cut off the angles, to block shots, to get in the passing lanes. That they weren't moving their feet and skating to create offense, and all of these things, yeah, they're going to happen for two, three minutes at a time, five minutes at a time. It's been three games that this has been happening, with the exception of that first period on Sunday. And 
over the long run, you cannot get away with playing the mediocre at best style hockey that the Islanders have played over the last three games and expect to win playoff series against very good opponents. Now, look, no offense to the Rangers or the Flyers, but I don't think either one of those teams are going to be in the playoffs. But you get into the playoffs against Boston or against Washington or against Pittsburgh, you have got a much tougher assignment in front of you as a result of that uh, opponent. And the Islanders have to find a way to play better hockey or they're in trouble. No reason to panic yet because, again, you're just integrating these players into the lineup, but you don't want to see this drop-off in play become a habit and start to become a long-term thing. We've got a lot more to talk about. We'll talk about Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac, how they've done in their first three games as Islanders and where they're going to fit in. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, all of them covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. It really tastes like you're eating a candy bar, even though it's good for you. And why? Well, listen to some of these flavors. Lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, mint brownie, salted caramel. You can't go wrong with any of these flavors. And look, you can basically enjoy them because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Head over to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll receive 15% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So we've had three games now with the newest Islanders in Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri. Uh, First of all, let's say this, the Islanders may not be done. Still a possibility that Lou Lamorello either looks to add another forward or a depth defenseman to this team. If I were a betting man, I would say that any deal the Islanders make will probably be more of a minor deal, but we'll keep an eye on that trade deadline coming up this afternoon, and uh, we will have a full analysis of that tomorrow. But so far, we've seen Palmieri and Zajac for three games. And, you know, it was great to see the Long Island native Kyle Palmieri get his first goal with the Islanders. That was uh, a, a big step forward for him. And, you know, came on the power play, which has been struggling lately big time. But, you know, Palmieri is clearly going to be a more offensive-minded player. He is, you know, he did see some time, uh, you know, he's going to get a lot of top six minutes and his versatility, his ability to play on either wing, definitely going to help 
the Islanders out overall. And you, you look at the numbers for Kyle Palmieri uh, in the game, and they're still not giving him as many minutes as you expect. Uh, only 13 minutes and 53 seconds of ice time for Kyle Palmieri uh, Sunday. Yet, at the same time, uh, you know, he is getting the job done. Two shots on goal for him, and, and again, he's learning the timing of his teammates. It's something that we didn't see uh, all the time. You know, he looked great on the goal, had a couple of other nice moments, and then there were some instances on Sunday and Saturday, uh, Friday, excuse me, <clears throat> where you could see the timing was off. Palmieri would put the puck on one side and the, you know, his teammate would go to the other side. And that's just because he doesn't know them yet. Not to worry, I think Palmieri was a great acquisition. But Zajac, Travis Zajac, to me, definitely showed the Islanders his worth uh, in this game on Sunday. And he didn't have a point, but here's what Zajac did for the Islanders. Two blocked shots, and he won six out of nine face-offs for the Isles. So what does that mean? Travis Zajac killed penalties. Travis Zajac wasn't afraid to sacrifice his body for the good of the team. And he knows how to play in his own zone. He is, for lack of a better way to put it, a Barry Trotz slash Lou Lamorello kind of guy. And, you know, if you were to find a puzzle piece for a guy who could fit into the Islanders lineup anywhere in the top three lines, realistically, Zajac can do it. He could play center. He could play either wing. He can be more offensive-minded, although at this stage in his career, that, you know, he'd probably be best doing that only for a few shifts or a game or two. But put him on the second line. Put him on the third line. You could even put him down on the fourth line. He has still good hands, good vision, and he will back check. He will kill penalties. He will improve the fundamentals that Barry Trotz likes to stress. You have that kind of a player in Travis Zajac. Add the experience, the veteran leadership, and you have a situation where this was a great acquisition. And who was second among all forwards in this game? On Sunday for the Islanders in minutes played, ice time, Travis Zajac, 17 minutes, 50 seconds only, Brock Nelson had more. And, you know, it was just a great acquisition for the Islanders to add Travis Zajac. Now, one other player who I was very glad to see back in the lineup, who was out of the lineup for two games, that was Oliver Wallstrom. And, you know, one thing you always have to figure when you have new players coming onto the roster, who's going to sit? Well, we now know Ross Johnston is going to sit. He was placed on the uh, injured reserve as a result of what happened to him against the Flyers. He had that fight, got hurt, didn't return. So, you know, we know right now that we're not going to see... Ross Johnston in the lineup until he gets healthy again. But 
the Islanders, when they made the trade, they placed Oliver Wallstrom on the taxi squad. He was reactivated after they placed Ross Johnston on the injured reserve, and he was back in the lineup Sunday. I heard that Wallstrom may have been a little bit shaken up, may have had a minor injury to deal with, but either way, you don't want to take Oliver Wallstrom out of the lineup long term. Here is a kid who is getting the job done, who's improving over time, who is gaining confidence, and it was great to see him back on the ice Sunday in the game over the Rangers. And he took a bad penalty uh, early on in the game that, you know, again, it was probably due to uh, over over anxiousness that he really wanted to show, hey, I'm back, I can do this, I don't don't sit me anymore. And he probably was a little over enthusiastic and took a dumb penalty. But at the end of the day, you want to develop Oliver Wallstrom. And who sat down in, instead of Wallstrom? Uncle Leo, Leo Kamarov. I think that that was the right move in the long run. One other thing I wanted to mention, uh, got to give credit where credit is due. And guess who has still not lost a game at the Nassau Coliseum? 8-0, Ilya Sorokin. 24 saves in the 26 shots he faced. Some of them pretty spectacular. I'll say this, Ilya Sorokin is the real deal, and I don't think we've seen the best of him yet. So, uh, good to see the young kids, Wallstrom and Sorokin, two rookies, going out there, getting the job done, and contributing, and I, I, I think we'll still see Kamarov in the lineup maybe every other game, every third game, but I don't think Oliver Wallstrom is the guy they should sit when all is said and done. All right, we've got more to discuss on today's show. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more to discuss. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, the football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are Headed to the home stretch of the season, getting ready for the playoffs. Major League Baseball is here, and the NFL draft is just around the corner. Bet Online also covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They'll give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. So you put $100 into your account with your first deposit, they'll give you $50 more absolutely free. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We are going to go back to the glory years of the Islanders for this one a player who was on the last two Stanley Cup winning teams for the Isles. Yes, happy 61st birthday to former Islanders defenseman Tomas Janssen. 
the native of Sweden, drafted by the Islanders in the second round of the 1979 draft, played four seasons in the Swedish Elite League before coming to the Islanders in 1981, and again, part of those first, uh, the third and fourth consecutive Stanley Cup championships that the Islanders won. And, you know, Janssen was underrated because he was a very good offensive defenseman, but overshadowed largely by Dennis Potvan, who obviously put up Hall of Fame level numbers as an offensive defenseman. But look, for four straight seasons, uh, Janssen had 10 or more goals for the Islanders, and his best season came actually in 1984-85 when he had 16 goals and 50 points for the Islanders, but always really consistently in the 40s uh, as far as his point total was concerned, sometimes in the 30s, but, you know, he would consistently get between 30 and, you know, 38 assists or so every year and then get his usual 10 to 15 goals and you know, there you have it, a 50-plus point season. Wasn't as flashy as some of the other defensemen, but so steady and so smart with the puck. We're going to go back and look at one of uh, Tomas Janssen's best games with the Islanders. November 6th, 1984, the Islanders hosting the St. Louis Blues at the Nassau Coliseum. Rick Wamsley got the start for St. Louis. Billy Smith in goal for the New York Islanders, and it was St. Louis scoring first with both John Tonelli and Dennis Potvan in the box, each for tripping. Joe Mullen gets his fourth from Bernie Federko and Rob Ramage at 6.03. That was the only goal of the first period. Blues were up 1-0, but in the second period, the Islanders got four straight goals. First, John Tonelli, his eighth from Brent Sutter and Thomas Janssen. Then, a power play goal. Just a minute, six seconds later, Brent Sutter, his 13th from Paul Boudelier and Tomas Janssen. And that one came with Bernie Federko in the box for hooking. Then, Dwayne Sutter scored less than two minutes after that. His third from Tomas Janssen and Clark Gillies. Three assists on three straight goals for Tomas Janssen. Pat Flatley got his first from Greg Gilbert and Pat LaFontaine at 17:43, and suddenly the Islanders had a 4-1 lead. But the Blues scored just 12 seconds after the Flatley goal. Jorgen Pedersen is second from Mark Reeds and Doug Wickenheiser, and it's a 4-2 game. Dwayne Sutter answers back with just 21 seconds left in the second period. His fourth of the year, Clark Gillies, the assist. But the Blues scored with four seconds left in the period. Tim Bothwell, his first unassisted. And at the end of two periods, it was a 5-3 to three hockey game. But the Islanders managed to clinch it in the third. Tomas Janssen is fourth of the year. Assist to Mike Bossy and Brent Sutter at 6:48. The Islanders skate away. With a 6-3 win in this one, they chase Rick Wamsley. Mike Liute actually finished the game for the Blues. Billy Smith, 29 saves. But as far as offense goes, well, Dwayne Sutter, two goals. Brent Sutter, a goal and two assists. But Tomas Janssen, a goal, three assists. A four-point night, had four shots on goal. 
and the Islanders skate away with the 6-3 win. So again, happy 61st birthday to Tomas Janssen, winner of two Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders, and we wish him all the best and many, many happy more. So the Islanders, this is a, a an interesting week because they're off right now uh, until Thursday, and they'll play Thursday, Friday, and Sunday this week, but very rare that you get three days off in a row. Now, there was originally supposed to be a game Wednesday against the Bruins in Boston, but when the Bruins had the games canceled because of COVID protocol, they rescheduled. So now, the next three games are all on the road. It's Thursday and Friday at Boston, and then Sunday at Philadelphia. So the Islanders, with a little bit of time to rest, regroup, and they need it based on the really mediocre way that they've played the last three games. And it's also a very good opportunity for this team to integrate Zajac and Palmieri into this lineup more, get them more familiar with their teammates, and take the next step in their development. Obviously, when you look at the standings right now, the Islanders and Capitals still tied with 56 points in the race for first place. Pittsburgh just two points behind both of them with 54 and then Boston with 48 points, but the Bruins have three games in hand on each of those other three teams, so if they win those three games, they'd be tied with Pittsburgh and just two points behind the Islanders and Caps. So it's going to be a great race. Keep this in mind, and it's something that Islander fans have to remember from those Stanley Cup dynasty years. Finishing in first place is great, but you're better off winning in the playoffs. Finish in second and go on a long playoff run rather than finish in first and get eliminated early. So, yeah, it's going to be a a very tight race down the stretch. The Islanders hoping to win the East Division, but at the end of the day, what happens in the postseason matters more. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course... Let's go Islanders!